On today's episode of Soul Zero Two, we ask the question, what do you do with one of the greatest gifts God ever gave you, your imagination? Do you use it in a healthy and wholesome way, or do you use it in a dark and toxic way? We're going to be talking about that and some other things on Soul Zero Two today. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is a podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And I'm kind of getting over a cold, so if I sound a little funny, you know, please ignore it. But I want to talk today today to you about whether what God gave you, your imagination, whether you're using it in a way that is healthy. And whether you're watching or just listening to this podcast, you have an imagination. We all do, right? And our imaginations can be used in a healthy way or in an unhealthy way. We can either use our imaginations in a way that build or in a way that destroy. If we don't use our imaginations for a vision, let's say, or creativity or breakthrough, we'll use it for something else, maybe evil purposes. So today we're going to be talking about for development or destruction, how do you use your imagination? Senior engineer Harry Kahn, he was one of my mentors, and he, he used to be in charge of a large engineering firm, a brilliant guy. He taught at the Ivy League schools, and and I was fortunate to have him as a mentor. And he once told a story of how, how he hired people. And he would hire people not based on their resume, so to speak, or their, their degree, or how important a school they went to, but he would hire them based on their imagination and and how, you know, and how they use it. Because he says, that's how you really solve engineering problems. I, at least that was his philosophy. And it makes sense. But I want to talk to you just briefly today about five ways that we can misuse our imagination. And the next time we get together, we're going to talk about five ways we, we should use our imagination or can use them. And uh, it's, it's inspired by a great book that is one of my favorite books of all time, and I'll share that next time. But uh, what are five ways that we, we misuse our imagination? The first way is we, we can use it to sin. And Genesis 6.5 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was, and I'll give you the scripture, the wickedness was evil continually, right? Uh, or, or let me reread it. The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil. Now, the King James Version says their imagination, right? So this is what we're talking about here. And then in verse 6, it says, The Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. Now, imagine this scenario for a moment. God creates humanity, and then they get so messed up in their heads that it grieves his heart. It was an unhealthy imagination that grieved the creator of the universe. That, that is mind-boggling, that our thoughts can affect God's heart. And the Apostle Peter charged God's people, therefore. He says, gird the loins of your mind, right, and be sober. And that's the King James Version speaking there. But another version says, prepare your minds for action. And so there's something about stewardship that speaks to how we use our minds. But another way that we can misuse our, our imaginations are this way. To feed our pride. 
And again, Genesis, here's another scripture in Genesis. The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language, and this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they which with which way which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. And what is going on here? This is the Tower of Babel story that basically God is saying, look, these people are going to do anything they imagined. And if, if you don't think that's true, just look at what we've done with AI, right? AI is now, you know, can think for itself and it can, it can evolve and learn. And it reminds you of the old Terminator, you know, the Skynet thing that, you know, it, it achieves consciousness kind of thing. But the point is, is that our imaginations are so powerful that they can conceive of almost anything. Just, just think about the advances in technology today of, of, of what we can do. And here's a couple of quotes from famous people. And, and this is uh, one from Da Vinci. He said, whatever exists in the universe first exists in the imagination. And then William Blake put it this way, what is now proved was once only imagined. And this is kind of what God was saying at the Tower of Babel incident, that because the imagination is such a powerful thing, unless we use it in, in concert with God, uh, we can misuse it. We can hurt ourselves. We can invent things that are evil, right? And we can, we can uh, uh, live in toxicity or danger. Or we can use it just to, to create awful weapons to kill each other. So the third thing that, a third way we can misuse our imagination is this way, to perpetuate toxic thoughts. Now, that's a big one, and I've, I've experienced that in my own life, where you go through seasons where you're in a funk, so to speak. And uh, Psalms, uh, or rather, Psalm 88 puts it this way, and this is probably, of all the Psalms, this is the saddest Psalm in the Bible. It's a fact. Theologians will agree. It's a psalm of, of lament and hopelessness and, uh, and toxicity, basically. He says, I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from, from the land. And then he says in verse 6, you have put me in the depths of the pit, so he's blaming God, in the region of the dark deep. You, uh, Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with your waves. Now, the writer of this psalm, which I, I think it was Asaph who wrote it, but I'm not sure. Um, don't quote me on that. The writer of this psalm was feeding on dark thoughts to the point where the thoughts perpetuated darker thoughts of hopelessness and blame toward God. Now, if, if you ever study the psalms, there are almost one-third of the psalms are lament psalms, which are God gave for humanity so that when they struggle, they can go to God and kind of argue with Him and say, Lord... What's going on here? And, uh, you know, and where's my justice, right? Where, you know, where's the covenant between us? And, but this is not, this psalm is really pretty hopeless. And this is the toxic side of using our imagination when we use it in a way that just keeps perpetuating hopelessness and darkness. This is why the, the Apostle Paul spoke of this, uh, this scripture here. And let me put it up here. The scripture that says, that says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, he talked about destroying speculations and taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 
because our, our imaginations must be stewarded. And it's always a constant battle, isn't it, with all of us? You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not getting up at four in the morning and thinking about things, you know, that bother you or, or concern you, uh, it, it could be uh, uh, temptations or, or just wrong thoughts, just wrong-headed thoughts. But either way, the point is, is that God has a way of, of helping us with this. And but another way that we use our imagination is this way, meaning in a negative way. We use it to entrench our stubborn position. We can believe the most ignorant, dumb things just to reinforce our willfulness, just to say, I don't care, that's what I'm going to believe, that's my position. And wars have been fought over this kind of thinking of you know th people having negotiating out of a position versus interests kind of thing, you know? And Paul spoke of those who are, in, in Ephesians 18, he spoke of those who are being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of the heart. So ignorance comes from hardness, from stubbornness of heart. The more stubborn a person is, the less revelation they can get from God. The more willful they are, the less teachable they will be. And that's why it's so important that our imaginations are, are used in such a way that we are teachable and pliable before God. The last one I want to give you is the fifth one, the fifth wrong way we can use our imagination or misuse it for that matter. And that is, that is this, to frame wrong thoughts about God. And what really touched my heart to, to, to share this part of it was the writings of A.W. Tozier. And A.W. Tozier spoke of this very, very uh, specifically, that, you know, basically the, the first thoughts that we think about God tell a lot about who we are. And there are people who have crazy opinions about God, not based in Scripture. They, they just make stuff up or, you know, based on emotions. But did you know that the first commandment is about not worshiping other gods, but the second commandment is goes in a little deeper, and it's it's about... As J.R. Packer puts it, imagining the true God as like yourself or something lower. That's, that's the, the root of the second commandment, basically. And it's so important that our imaginations be used for God's glory and for His purposes, not, not for, for wrong, warped ways. And we ministers and Christians can have a dumbed-down idea of God, an imagination that sees God as a little, as, as no different than we are, just a buddy. And that is a, a grave mistake. In our next podcast, we're going to be talking about five ways to use our imagination for development instead of destruction. And it's not, it's not going to be as, scripturally, as scripturally based as this one, because it's based on a great book that I read years ago that I love, that I want to share with you. But uh, if you like this podcast, please leave a like and make sure you recommend it to a friend and make sure you connect with us. And co uh, you can connect, you know, through YouTube, through Buzzsprout, through uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and, and so forth and so on. So until next time, thanks so much for being with us. God bless.